0: This is Taylor DeSormo, the sports editor at Central Michigan Life. I'm here with Andrew Surma, the assistant sports editor. Surma, how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm great, Taylor. How about yourself? <laughs> Not too bad. I'm um, just getting ready to do this podcast. I'm very excited. So yeah. one of the things that came out today is probably the news in the CMU sports world is the football schedules were released from the Mid-American Conference. Uh, we already knew all the opponents that were going to be on the schedule. I think just the the dates and the order of the teams is is kind of what's new here. Um, so when you see this schedule, Sermo, what's the first thing that pops out for you? I like the non-conference. I, think I like
1: playing good, competitive non-conference teams. Like Presbyterian? Well, <laughs> reg- <laughs> excluding Presbyterian, I like Oklahoma State. I like UNLV, and I like going to Virginia. I okay. think those are good, marketable games. It's big-time teams. Mm-hmm. And to get that out on the national scale, say, hey, this CMU, we're not playing Eastern Michigan, every, you know, whatever it may be. We're not playing some Lake Superior State or whatever it may be. Yeah. I didn't mean to lump Eastern into that group.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about them in a minute.
1: Oh, yeah, we'll get to them. They're going to get theirs. But (laughs) I did not – I don't know how I feel about Western being so early in the schedule. It could lead to some good things. It's definitely going to set a precedent for the rest of the football season. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I like it that early. What are your thoughts?
0: So CMU starts off the season. They're actually the only MAC team to play on that first Thursday, September 1st. Presbyterian comes into kelly Short Stadium. I think it'll be good. It's yeah. a good kind of, I don't want to say warm-up because some FCS teams have given problems. They've given them problems yeah. before, honestly. Um, so I think it's a good a good kind of gauge to see where they're at, get students out to the stadium. I, I love those first Thursday night games, uh, usually the first week of classes. It's, it's a good time. Yeah, well, uh, a nice warm summer night. Mm-hmm. And It's good for, uh, for, the, for the program. Definitely. Those other three teams, I, what I like about this year's schedule is that there's Teams that are legit, but they're beatable. Exactly. Oklahoma State is probably going to be ranked again, so that's going to be a tough one, especially on the road. On the road. But UNLV and Virginia are both teams that are beatable. fairly respected, especially Virginia because they're what, – what kind ACC. of – ACC. I would love
1: to see, and I think it's a very doable, mm-hmm. a victory at Virginia. I think that would be a huge win. And I think UNLV, I think that might be the, the funnest
0: game to go to in the non At Kelly Shorts, in the non-conference. Really? Okay. I think it's going to be warm. There's going to be a lot of uh, adults there because it's a Saturday, the first Saturday home game, that 17th of September.
1: I think that that's going to be... Whatever camera shot we get from that, from that game is going to be the one
0: that uh, everyone uses because the stadium's <laughs> going to be packed. It's going to be a good environment, yeah. I think. I, I think something interesting about that UNLV game is the storyline. Cooper Rush, his first start... In program his or his his first start came against UNLV oh, on really? the road. Ah. Uh, they ended up taking a big lead early, and then they they blew oh. in the second half. But I think it provides some motivation for Coop, and uh, yeah. I think uh, it's definitely a team that CMU can beat and probably should beat. So you got those four teams. I think they can at least come out of there three two and two, three and, two. and one is probably three and one.
1: I think is the most realistic. Yeah,
0: if anything worse than two and two, you should be concerned. Absolutely. Um, but then you got Western, like you were saying, to start the max season October first at Kelly Short Stadium. We were talking about it earlier. I think it's yeah. great. It's going to be warm. Hopefully. I mean, you never know in Mount Pleasant. <laughs> yeah. But to kind of really start off the season, you said it really sets a precedent. Yeah. Um, and we've been talking about how the past couple of years it's always been a tough schedule at the beginning for the Chippewas, and it's really not any different this year. You got Western, then you got Ball State, which is homecoming on October 8th, NIU on the road to October 15th, and Toledo on the road to October 22nd. That's four games that are pretty tough. Especially yeah. NIU and Toledo and Western. Those are three tough ones. And then after that, you have Kent State at home, Miami on the road, Ohio at home, and Eastern on the road. And I think those are four games the Chippewas probably should be favored in. Yeah, um, I agree. So if you can, just like the past couple of years, I don't know who's making these schedules that's really just putting the Chippewas like you, get, you better be ready to go. But if they can get through for those first four games, then I think it's going to be a good season for the Chippewas. Yeah,
1: this season is one, in my opinion, from UNLV to Toledo.
0: Yeah, that's the chunk. That's the chunk. That, I mean, CMU always loses one game they shouldn't, so you, you still have to I win know. those games. But if you really want to have a chance at going to that, I think, December 2nd MAAC'd, uh championship yep. at Ford Field, th- those are some of those games you're going to have to win. Um, so one interesting thing I've, I've looked at in the schedule is the number of midweek games. you got four that's of them. Lot. So we talked about the Thursday one. That, that happens pretty much every year. Yeah. But then the final three weeks of the season, you got a Friday game, November 4th, at Miami. Is that, is that a Black Friday no, Black Friday is after Thanksgiving. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so it's so a couple weeks before that. Um, actually, yeah. Look, while I'm talking about this, look up when Thanksgiving is this yeah. year. Um, so we got November 4th at Miami. That's on CBS Sports Network. The following week, you got some midweek action at kelly Stewart Stadium hey. against Ohio. That'll be on either ESPN2 or ESPNU. So that's, that's kind of a cool one. And then you got Eastern Michigan on the road, ESPNU on November 22nd. Twenty fourth. So Thanksgiving is the twenty fourth. So it's actually two days before Thanksgiving. Good. So I, I wonder Thank if the God. Mac has kind of heard uh, the complaints about playing all these games on Black Friday and the time after. And I think, and I don't know. I mean, maybe that's the reason this game is early. I haven't looked at the rest of the schedule to see maybe there are some Black Friday games. But
1: yeah, no, I'm pretty sure there's a, at least one Black Friday game. But and I get what they're trying to do with the Black Friday game. It could be a really cool thing. Football, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Mac football, but it's just not working. It's it was almost embarrassing to see the fact that there was the stadiums were so empty. Yeah, um, I mean, it, know.
0: and we talked about like Saturday games at Eastern. They're they're usually pretty empty. Yeah. it's pretty embarrassing the attendance. I can't imagine a midweek game. But I think about this. This is two days before Thanksgiving. Where would you say the majority of CMU students live? Uh, not in Mount Pleasant. Not in Mount Pleasant. Would you say Metro Detroit? I'd say metro Detroit, and there's a good chunk from the uh, you know southwest Michigan. So this is the last game of the MAC season. If the MAC is on the line, or at least the MAC West, and CMU has a chance to win it, I could definitely see students going home that Tuesday afternoon after their classes, maybe skipping any Wednesday classes that they might have. And go into this Eastern game and maybe even being more maroon and gold there than Eastern fans, because because it's very at possible. Home. It's not very far away. Maybe go with their parents. Maybe that's go with their buddies possible. from high school. Any Eastern fans like that actually is a probably a really good idea to get some fans out there on a, on a Tuesday of all days yeah. at Ryanerson Stadium.
1: Yeah, I'm I would I'm going to go. I, I plan on going, no doubt. Uh, but back to the Western game. Yeah, for one, we talked about earlier that. CMU needs to win the state of Michigan. They need to sweep it. And you talked about the Mac Michigan, Michigan trophy. Mac trophy, Michigan yes. Mac trophy. would just do we have that at the moment, or is that in Western's possession?
0: Um. Well, I think Western beat both CMU and okay. Eastern this year, so they have it.
1: Yeah. So they they have it. But I, I think it sets a precedent not only obviously for the entire Mac schedule, mm-hmm. but also a, it's a recruiting standpoint. PJ yeah. Fleck is a, a heck of a, a, an attractive coach for a young kid who can be at the the you know the mid. The Mac level ath- yeah. athlete, I would go play for him. He's young. He's kind of cool. He's got the whole row the boat thing going on. Row, uh, row. row, yeah, that's row. right. Whatever they say, whatever they say, whatever that it's, means. It's
0: one of those things where it's really lame if you're not part of it, but it's really cool if you're part of it. Right,
1: right, and you know they got all that cool stuff going on. So I think that bottom come out, get a win, and say, hey, Central Michigan's good. We're a football program here. We're here to stay. We're here to play ball, and we're here to compete. And we're here to win the state of Michigan on the field and recruiting-wise.
0: Yeah, and both coaches have com- really committed, like, hey, we want to stay at our, our places. And I can't imagine Fleck staying too much longer. Hire Fleck. Running. Yeah. hire him. I, I mean, if Chippewa fans got to just hope he leaves soon. He's too, he really he's good, too good for Kalamazoo. But I can't see Bonamigo leaving anytime soon. Me either. Soon he's a lifer. From CMU, especially, especially if he keeps succeeding and doing well. Um, I think that'd be a really cool rivalry that started this year as a two point game. It went down to the very last minute of the game absolutely and I, i'm just this is going to be an exciting game for the next couple of years you got Cooper Rush, you have all those young guys on western Michigan like that's probably it it's, 's it's going to be good no matter who 's playing between those two teams. but when you have the players they have and the rivalry that they 've really built over the past couple of years, you had Handshake Gate last year. Yeah. With them not shaking hand before the game, all that baloney. So now I think it's gonna be just another good rivalry game. It's back at Kelly Short Stadium. It's gonna be hopefully warm. So hopefully. I'm really looking forward to that one.
1: Me too. Me too. This looks like a good schedule. I think it's it's mm-hmm. I think in year two it's a schedule Bonamago can really work with and pump out a winning record. I think just the key is
0: from UNLV to Toledo, those six games. Yeah. That'll be good. So, speaking of the Michigan Mac trophy, um, the men's I mean. basketball team is not going to win that this year. No, they they lost twice to Eastern, once to Western, and they so they're 0-3 so far. Um, I, I wrote a column about the men's and the women's teams, kind of where they stand with two weeks to go. And um, right now the Chippewas would be the sixth seed out of 12 if this season ended today. I think the best news, though, is that how many teams are, are really close right there at about 500. Oh, yeah. That the Chippewas – they literally could finish first or last with, and there's only four games left. It's wild. So, um, I'm I'm really kind of interested to see where that goes. Kind of, what, what yeah. would you say you when you're looking at this team? What are you thinking right now? Well,
1: my thing is, I can't tell where they're going to go next because of the inconsistency all throughout this whole entire year. They, you know, they start off December, they end of December, basically win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, win, loss, loss, win. Yeah. They from January 23rd until. February 2nd, they win three in a row. And they come back from February 5th until uh, February 16th with three, or February 13th with three straight losses. Yeah. They win again, they lose again.
0: This is, I mean, even this week just describes it. They beat a good Toledo team at home. Yeah. They lose to a bad Western team. A really good row.
1: win against Toledo at home, in my opinion. Yeah, I and thought it, it was nice. I, I thought there was
0: a. It was, yeah,
1: I thought it was a, a turning point, And I thought Fowler's experience and Simon's experience in and all those. those I thought it was going, everything was going to start clicking.
0: There's a reason they're 7 and 7 in the MAC. So yeah. I, I look at them. I don't know how much of a baseball fan you are, but I look at them a lot like the 2015 Detroit Tigers. Mm-hmm. They're the preseason favorites coming into the season. Um, they have the firepower, they have the names. They got Chris Fowler. They have John Simons. They have Josh Kaczynski. You can hit the three. Braylon Racing. Bray- I mean, they have all these names. They're supposed to only get better from last year. And. Now it's just inconsistency. They'll yeah. show a really good performance and be like, yeah, that is good enough to win the championship. And then they'll show a performance, and you're it's like, like well, who are these guys? So I don't know. It's it's kind of frustrating, for I'm sure, for Chippewa fans to see just the inconsistencies. At least they're not consistently bad like they yeah, were a few years I, ago. Yeah, I, so this this there's team a is chance. fun to watch. I think that
1: their experience is something to, to say. That you, can, you can say something there. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping... Chris Fowler has been the man on this campus for the f- last four years. He's the face of this program. I'm mm. hoping in his senior year, this might be a little romanticized, but I'm hoping that oh. he's going to come in and lead this team because he hasn't thus far. Braylon, in my opinion, Braylon Rayson is the best player on the
0: court. What would you say? Most times. Sometimes he's just non-existent, though, too, which is also concerning. But That's true. I, I don't know. That's true. So when I look at they got four games left, Um but if you're looking outside of the CMU games, there's uh, I think there's four teams Chippewa fans should be rooting Ohio, against Ohio,
1: Kent State, Ball State, Ball State and, Buffalo. and Buffalo. So
0: the first three of those teams are nine and five and Buffalo is eight and six in the Mac. Mm-hmm. So sitting two games back, like the Chippewa's are gonna have to pretty much win three or four of their final four games if they want to be in yeah. that top third. So the top four teams um in the Mac end up getting a first round bye, go right to Cleveland, seeds five through eight they host the first round games against seeds 9 through 12 so you really want to be in that top 4 this year last year they had some with teams 1 and 2 getting double buys. when did they switch that. that when did they change is this that? this year's the first year okay. of that so okay. you trying to get to at least number 4 um, so cmu needs some of those teams that are two games in front of them to lose a couple yeah. now there's so many teams i think last week there were seven teams that were within one game of each other so like CMU, like with the loss, I think CMU would have they would have been second if they'd have won in the MAC, but instead yeah. they were like eighth. That just shows like how m- much room there is to move around, but you have to take advantage in these final four games. Yeah, they need to win at least, in my opinion, three of those games. Yeah,
1: going fifty fifty one. They won't do it.
0: Well, 50-50 has really There's, been their M.O. this year. They're 7-7. Yeah. And, <laughs> and even you look at the who's, who's left on their schedule, the four teams are combined 28 and 28 in the max. So it's That's just funny. 500 everywhere. You would never know what's going to happen. Uh, the parity in this league
1: this year is it might be one of the closest M.A.C. Race races in the past yeah. decade. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I always look year, back. They but.
0: always say about how, Keno Davis. Always says all this. Anybody can beat anybody on any given night. That's cat,
1: that's head coach talk.
0: It is head coach talk, and last year it was it was kind of true, but not really. This year, it's like legitimately. I mean, I'm I'm starting to believe him here because there's yeah. there's some stuff going on with. Like there seem you could like I said they could finish first or twelfth still I still just can't believe that they can finish first
1: now I knew that they were able to finish higher but I did not know that they could still finish in first place yeah that is out of
0: control they have seven seven losses in the conference seven and seven the best team in the MAC is ten and uh, four wow so. I, there might it maybe not work out with because there's a bunch of teams in front of them. Yeah, but and they're There's all actors. kinds of scenarios that, that could yeah. go down right now. I know now. we talked about trying to figure out all the potential scenarios where a team could go with all, where all the games are going. We can't. We just can't right do it. Now.
1: There's way too much right now.
0: Even next week it might be tough, but yeah. we'll, we'll try and help you a little bit there. But the women's team is a little bit more positive. They still lost this weekend. Uh, the cardiac cats they, they the ran out of lives. Chips. Cardiac chips. Chips. They, they ran out of their nine lives. They used them all up in regulation, is what I'm hearing.
1: Yeah. So I. They just snapped off an eight game winning streak. Ended on Saturday at the hands of Toledo Rockets. Yep. Um, during this eight game streak, they've had numerous games. They've had one game against Western where they've won by two points, 53 to 51. Then they've, they've had other games where there's been one point victories. Yeah. One at Eastern Michigan where they won on a. Literally, a the girl, girl had a wide open layup. Rain of Frost blocks her to, to, like to a win the game. Walk off block. Walk off block. <laughs> uh, Bowling Green. Uh, Presley Hudson comes in, drives left, lays it in, one-point victory there. Mm-hmm. Comes back again, another slow start Saturday against Toledo. Uh, make the, Come back in the second half. Ridiculous cardiac cats-type stuff going yeah. on in, in that fourth quarter. They were down six with a they minute were, or two down to go? S- exactly. And Presley Hudson <laughs> makes some ridiculous layup. Crassy Breen makes a ridiculous three-pointer, which gave them the, the – tie then, but no, I'm sorry, excuse me. They gave them the lead then, but Tanara Moore, seconds after Cassie Breen's three pointer, fouled. She was she forgot the situation. As Sue Guevara said, she lost her mind. Um she just that happened. She forgot. She the, wasn't
0: the only one who lost her mind after that. She
1: forgot the situation. Um and she fouled intentionally when they did not need to. The game was tied. Sent Toledo player to the line, she makes them both. Timeout, they're down four point two seconds. Uh or the, they're down by one or down two with 4.2 seconds remaining. Hudson drives right again, lays it in, wins the ties the game up, excuse me. Yep. Ties the game up. They're going to overtime. Of course. They kind of go meh, back and forth in overtime. Their defense falls. They used all nine lives. I mean, they've been playing with fire this whole entire winning streak, and they finally used all all, all nine lives. I guess they used four and lives and, you know, one game there, but Yeah. You know.
0: so, so your conspiracy theory last week was you kind of wanted them to lose a game. I did. For, for them to be able to really get hot going into the MAC tournament. So uh, what do you think now?
1: I f- I think this win was the right win. This loss? Or this loss. Gosh, my <laughs> – when you film two podcasts in one day, your, your tongue starts playing tricks on you. It's a good time. But, uh, um, no. So what were we talking they about? They lost,
0: then you're happy about it. Yeah, like, I'm thrilled. think that's good for them.
1: If they kept this winning streak up going into the back tournament – if they And if they won the WMAC tournament, that would have been extremely impressive. Okay, great. But I'm just thinking, Matt, realistically, mathematically, this team is so due for a loss that it just had to come at some point, and I'm glad that it came now. But then, Science
0: from Andrew Sharma,
1: uh, Mathematics and science, thank you very much. But I think if you ask Coach Sue Guevara, she's going to say, I expect to win every single ball game. Of course, yeah. And she gave me some coach speak in the post-game interview, so I couldn't really... I couldn't really get that answer if this loss is not that big of a deal.
0: Um, so they're still, they would still be second in the MAC at the season end of they're day st- and first in they're the MAC still, West. Yeah,
1: still first in the MAC West.
0: And they, you want to be in that top four just like in the men's. Like you want to get that bye to Cleveland. Um, I think the next highest team is um, if CMU wins one more game and Eastern Michigan loses one more game, CMU clinches a trip to mm-hmm. Cleveland, gets that first-round bye. So some of those teams you're rooting against are Eastern Michigan, obviously, at least for one more. Uh, you got Toledo, Ball State, who are both one game behind the Chippewas, and then Ohio. So something I wrote in this column yesterday: Ohio is pr- pretty much going to win this this MAC unless they really um, screw up the final two weeks of the season. That's a good ball team, and Ohio, happening. You really don't want to face them in the MAC tournament. No. So how the the, the program the format works: the one and four seeds are probably going to face at some point in the semifinals, mm-hmm. um, and the two and three, and then so. Basically, you want to be a 2 or a 3 seed going into the MAC tournament, so you don't have to face Ohio in the semis, maybe give them one more chance to screw up and lose um, going into the – to try and win this MAC tournament because um, second or third doesn't really matter. There's not really any advantage to being 2 over 3, but you don't want to be 4. Well, they have Ball State coming up here. And that's on Wednesday. That's on home. Wednesday. And then there you go Toledo again? It's Western on the road, Toledo on the road, Eastern at home. Yeah, see, I mean, that's... CMU's 3-1 against those four
1: teams this year. The Eastern game was, I'm not going to call it a fluke, but it was a lucky win. Yeah. Um, so that that's on the road. That, now that's home this time, mm-hmm. but still, that's a tough team. Anytime that a team is going to be physical with this uh, young Chippewas team, they tend to struggle, they tend to shy away from that. Uh, Buffalo, for example, one yeah. of the, their losses earlier in mm-hmm. the MAC schedule, they, they are physical, they're bodied up, their bigs bodied up are bigs. Yep. And it showed. I mean, they... they they kind of got timid, their post moves aren't the same, their confidence levels. So even though they're a big team, these, which is th- weird. Yeah, they're they're good sized. They're not I've seen some girls that, that have been bigger than Tanara Moore and Raina Frost, but they're they're a mm-hmm. good sized team, uh, and they rebound like crazy. Yeah. But um I'm just Eastern's a very physical team and I and I want to say that uh, Ball State also brings its physicality. Western Miracle Woods who almost won the game from them here, mm-hmm. uh, she started scoring like 16 points in the fourth quarter alone. Um, they're gonna have to stop her again. They're they have a, a very tough last couple games here. Uh, yeah. But
0: it's definitely gonna be interesting. The, it's, there's it's always r- interesting. There's room for optimism for this women's basketball team. We talked about this
1: about uh, maybe a week or two ago on our last podcast, and it was if you had to pick one to win the MAC championship right now, who are you picking?
0: It's got to be the women right now, That's, even after they lost on on Saturday at home. It's the women's. Their record is their four games better than the men. Yeah. And they, they have proven that they can win those close games. So mm-hmm. um, the men have the people on paper, but it's really the women that have been doing doing well so far. I think both teams though definitely um, shouldn't they shouldn't hang their heads yet. They no. they got room to go. Both yeah. teams can definitely still take it. Um, I yeah.
1: always think that the experience from the men's team at some point it's going to come out. Hopefully and, it'll pay off. Yeah, so, yeah, hopefully it's going to pay off uh, because. They they could they could use that experience right and now. Chris all, Fowler honestly. too.
0: He he he's played every game of his career up until the beginning of the season. Those I think ten games or so yeah. off. So maybe he's got a little more endurance to to keep pushing through and keep he's, fighting through. He's been here. He's been and he's done this. So I uh, you you gotta hope that that'll that'll come through. That, yeah. With the score set at zero, I I still think the Chippewas can do something. Um, but we're we're gonna. We'll have to see. It's going to be interesting. That's, that's, that's what you, you, you love about sports, man. You
1: can sit here and you can bull crap about it all day long,
0: Yep. but at, at the end of the day, you just got to wait and see how it plays out. And we don't really know that much. I had much. no idea. So something else we, we proved that we didn't know too much about over the weekend was mm. uh, our, our lacrosse team and, and how we were picking against them.
1: Well, you picked correctly.
0: Oh, well, thank you, Andy. You, and you
1: know, I want to point this out that my editor here actually did the research. Did a little bit. Did that's a little my bit of, job, I guess. A little so. bit of research. Uh, go figure that one out. And uh, <laughs> found <laughs> out that... This uh,
0: what, what? they beat Gardner Webb sixteen Gardner-Webb. to four. Their CMU lacrosse's first win in program history, which is awesome for them. They're really excited at uh, Gardner Webb on the road. On the road. So Gardner Webb last year, um, they have RPI just like for basketball. They have it for lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Last year they were hundred sixth <laughs> out of hundred seven teams. Mm-hmm. They were one in sixteen overall, and the reason. I'll give you some insight here Sam, yeah, for, some, for some please, future staff. Lay it on me. Guys. So the reason I went with CMU is Gardner-Webb, they played uh, Virginia Commonwealth earlier this season. It's also Virginia Commonwealth's first year in um, in their first program year. Um, and Damn. VCU dominated 21-9. to nine. Um, C- So CMU and VCU play later this year too, which should be a good one. But just seeing how they lost to a team that had never really played before. Yeah. So badly, kind of gave me some confidence for CMU, and and when I look at this Chippewa schedule, there's a lot more bad teams mm-hmm. to look forward to. You yeah, Delaware State, who's literally was last in RPI last year, um, that's coming up at some point. Cincinnati's their next one. They're 90th last year. Um, who else is on here? I think. Do they play Presbyterian? Maybe there's there's some teams that are really low in the RPI, which is a good thing for this team because they're brand new. You want to have like build, start building against the weaker teams. I think it,
1: that just shows you that okay, they might be brand new and they might be starting from the ground, but they are not a dirt team. Mm-hmm. They are they have they're able to win games. They know how to win games. They're very young. They have one sophomore and all freshmen.
0: Yeah,
1: but they know how to at least w- winning a game at this level is not as easy as everyone thinks it is. Actually, there's no you gotta know how to win games and mm. how many hat-tricks players with hat-tricks they had four players, four with, hat-tricks players with hat-tricks on Saturday they have scored people that know how to get the ball in the back of the net maybe Garner webb obviously was not good at all but at least CMU is they not dirt
0: exactly. I mean, you you really didn't know where they stood. I think they lost to Michigan fourteen to one. Yeah, and Michigan they're only in their I think their third season, third or fourth. Yeah, and Michigan isn't that great either. No, but they're a Big Ten school at least. Big but Ten. Um still, like, when you're able to have that impressive a performance, it's I think that's one. encouraging. I think yeah, I think their, let's see, their first home game is actually over spring break, go figure, March yeah. 11th against Delaware State, and that's the team that I told you was the worst last year mm-hmm. in the NCAA. Then they got VCU also over spring break. That's the Sunday. Um, and VCU, had, this is their first year of competition, so that's another mm-hmm. chance for a win. Um they got. To, then they start. I think it's Atlantic Sun conference. Yep, Atlantic in. Sun. Um, that'll be starting March thirtieth. But um, I don't think this. I don't know if they're ha- necessarily a team that's gonna go win the conference. But they no, they might. No. They could if they finish five hundred. I think that's a huge accomplishment. I I agree. I agree. Um,
1: even if they're a couple a game or two below five hundred. Yeah, a couple wins really. A Couple wins. I, I would be very impressed because I don't. Not 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 to discredit Sarah Tisdale and the rest of the team, but I didn't expect no. the, them to have much of a campaign this year.
0: All freshmen but one. All freshmen and one. W- and we talked about it in our cover story a few weeks ago. Sarah Tisdale has done this before. She started yeah. a division three program um, just a couple of years ago. I think it was in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's definitely, this isn't new territory for her, even though it is for CMU. So I think mm-hmm. that's, It's definitely proven to be a a help so far. And I know I'm just kind of looking forward to some of these games. When you lose every single game, it's not very fun to watch, but they've, they've proven they can compete. I'm
1: excited. For the first home opener, I know that the students won't be here on campus, but the tribe, the Ch- uh, Saginaw Chippewa tribe, the local tribe here, they are going to be uh, blessing the field. They're I think
0: that's April 15th. April
1: 15th, So they're going to actually
0: do that when ah, the students are here, good. which is awesome. That, that's a lot better. I think it might
1: even be around the powwow, which is, is pretty cool. That's perfect. But I actually have um, a story that I published from about CMU's lacrosse's uh, La connection with the tribe. The Chippewa tribe. The Chippewa right? tribe. Mm-hmm. That, I published that story talking about how... The, uh, the team embodies the colors of the tribe and a couple other traditions. And which aren't maroon and gold. No, they're actually black, red, uh, yellow, and white, Yeah, which represents the four directions and goes into the medicine wheel. There's a lot of spirituality uh, mm-hmm. included with that. And they have those on their,
0: their lacrosse yep, sticks. Yep, right? those on are landscape.
1: on the lacrosse sticks, on the goalies' helmets. Um, cool. They kind of work the tradition into the program. But what I appreciated from Sarah Tisdale was she reached out to me saying that the article was going to be used for uh, – Whatever the, the national governed body is for the sport of lacrosse. Really? They're going to use that and, uh, for their uh, uh, their website or something the like NCAA? that. For the NCAA? I don't know if it's NCAA. It might be like National Lacrosse Federation or we'll something along those into, lines. Yeah. But uh, it's whatever the governing body is besides the NCAA. And I just I thought it was really cool that that, that was going to be recognized. One of our stories was going to be on, on that, that site to yes get the right. Re- I recognition
0: mean, I mean we call ourselves the Chippewas and we try and do a few things every year to kind of re- recognize yeah. that heritage but like you talked about in the stories like lacrosse is literally something that the Chippewa tribe has played
1: this Chippewa or Ojibwe tribe played this sport they 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 coaxed the British settlers at Fort Mackinac to play this sport if you guys I love have this story. heard this story I love this. They played, they played a game for them. It was a sneak attack. They took the fort. This is at Mackinac Island. That was at Mackinac Island. And a representative, um, his last name, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, of the, the Chippewa tribe up here said how cool it is that those were our ancestors. They're playing the sport. And mm-hmm. the fact that CMU reached out to us while they're making this program, it's just, it, it really means a lot to them to see the universities you know, incorporating their traditions because
0: it's their heritage. So, so what happened with the trickery? Like they pretended to they, play a game? They, what? they
1: pretended to play a game. They were playing a game. They were, they, they were playing a game, and all the, you know... This was between the Native British, Americans
0: and the British?
1: It was just Native Americans were playing the okay. game fo- as a spectacle for the British to watch. Okay. They threw the ball into the fort. Mm-hmm. Players went and got it. When that happened, the, the women of the tribe gave the weapons to the men, and the men took the fort. Took the fort, ended up turning it over to the French... Hmm. And the Chippewa retreated back to their winter hunting grounds small historic fact here on maroon and bold
0: so we got math science and history. we're on doing all and kinds bold. of things here, so
1: keep watching <laughs> but um no i I think that just that story and regardless of how factual it might have been, I know it's it's at least a folk tale um but I'm pretty sure it is a factual event I'll have to look into that but uh I just think it's a great thing that what this program's doing to embody. You know, the, the tribe and what they're doing. It's the only sport that really has this deep of an actual connection
0: mm-hmm. to, to, to the I think somebody from the tribe said that they, they still, there's like the people from the tribe enjoy watching basketball and these other sports. Yeah, there's, I mean, the
1: American like, sports are, are great. And they're, he, the word fine and dandy are the words he used. Mm-hmm. But there's something about lacrosse the sport of roots. lacrosse and the spirituality side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's a game they played to, for, for spiritual reasons, to, to clear mm-hmm. their minds, to, to not worry about whatever was going on it was you know they really looked at this game as a spiritual thing yeah and um, uh, it's like I said it, it's, it's pretty it's cool. a really it's a special thing. And I think Sarah Tisdale, as you said, is the right person to be starting this program. She, mm-hmm. knows, how, she knows how to do it. She's
0: done it. I'm just looking forward to the, when they come home, that first home game. Maybe even that first home win uh, just to see. I'm sure there'll be a lot of Chippewa members in yeah. the stands. There'll be a lot of students in the stands. There better be. Just seeing the, them integrate and uh, just kind of enjoy a, a sporting event together. It's going to be kind of a cool sight to yeah. see. Yeah.
1: The, the tribe will be there doing it on April 15th, doing a drum ceremony and presenting ceremonial sticks. Uh, they're called crosses. The, the, the lacrosse stick that the players use um that is a replica of what sticks used to be um it's gonna be a really good event i think just try and get the students to be there definitely um,
0: so we're looking forward to that um Anything else you wanted to add, Andrew? Uh, nothing much. We got
1: wrestling. Ended their season with a win at Old Dominion 21-15 and they uh, will head to the MAC Championship starting on March 5th. All so right. we'll have to keep, keep an eye out on that.
0: Softball was 1-4 this weekend, but that one yep. win was against number 9 Arizona, so that's pretty yep. cool for them also. And we
1: got women's gymnastics who beat Western Michigan here Somebody at had home. to beat
0: Western this weekend. 196.125 to I
1: think about 193, 193 something. point something something. Yeah, But the 196.125 is the Chippewa's highest score on the season
0: yes definitely and something the coach always says they try and hit that 196 mark every and single it. meet and this is the first time the they first did one it. they did it against so, western no less
1: against western so we, we win the uh the michigan mac trophy for that one
0: yeah well they're actually their biggest rival is kent state and kent State really? comes in next sunday for the final home meet of the season for the chippewas sunday night it's going to be an interesting one Prime sunday time. night at seven so so that's gonna be a good one too Lots of lots of sports going on right now. We got the spring sports starting. We got the winter ones ending. I mean, it's just a really exciting time. There's a lot We're of even talking CMU about fall sports. We could talk about all kinds. We got spring
1: football. Uh, they're doing walkout or walk on tryouts on Wednesday of this week. Interesting. So if uh, it might be too late for you this year, but <laughs> I you know I actually went to the walk on tryout meeting mm-hmm. and uh, I got kicked out of there right away because of my class schedule i have a class during the practice time so that cut about half of us out right away it's
0: unfortunate but um
1: no we got all kinds of stuff going on here for cmu sports
0: good stuff good stuff so that's about it make sure you check out our print edition we have that on mondays and thursdays there's there's a newspaper racks all across campus pick up those um we have some cool stories in yesterday's paper today's. yeah monday monday's paper um what were you going to say?
1: Check us out online at cm life.com. Yep. And follow us on Twitter at cm life sports. Yep. Um, we have Instagram. We're on Facebook. Definitely Snapchat. give us Snapchat. Yeah. Stay informed. Stay in Periscope. sports with sports and the news and
0: give us a follow. Definitely. So I think that's about it. Um, so this is Andrew. I'm with Andrew Serma. Hello. Assistant sports editor. I am Taylor DeSormo and I enjoy the rest of your week.